When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Trample Bet Podcast for Saturday the 17th of April 2021. I'm your host John Walker and with me as always is Andy Vaughan. Afternoon John. And Gordo. Oh. Thank you for covering my ass last week. You said like a lovely Ant and Dex style back and forth, like people taking the reins at different times. It was very enjoyable. I'm just waiting. I'm weighing up which one of these is going to end up being the one with a serious drug problem though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was nice because at the start of the episode before we started recording, I was like, I'm going to give John it so fucking tight this week because he didn't show up and his picks were shite. And I would like to think that it motivated you, but you already sent your picks for the, for the next. <laughs> so completely, una- completely unaware. Um, I'm quite I'm quite happy. I managed to avoid that um, bit of bit of drilling into my picks. I was very... And I'd rather you gave me the grill than me having to actually fucking talk through them. Explain them. Yeah, you haven't yeah. have answered it. Yeah. But last week was a better week. Um, I went pure shite bag, as per usual, on my banker in the Australian A-League. Adelaide versus Western Sydney Wonders. Go in the second half. It came 13 minutes into the second half. I've never been so relieved for a banker just to just to sail home quickly. And you just said, Andy, they've just scored two goals. Yeah, in the second half of this game. In the game right there, which is important to note because Adelaide will feature again in this week's picks. My banker also came good. Vigaltas and Dive versus Yokama. Just because there was no way that Sendai were even going to score against the Marinos. And just as well, I went double chance because the game ended nil-nil. So another banker in at odds of one to five. Uh, my banker was the only highlight for my last week. Uh, this was a Monaco versus Dijon, and um, yeah, Monaco won three 0 They they scored all their goals in the second half. Monaco held out um, for the full. Uh, sorry, Dijon held out for the full first half, but two impact subs of Brian on Fabregas and Ben Yedder. Like three minutes later, they had a penalty that they missed, but Stefan Jovetic come up and ste- stepped in, and then they, they got another penalty later on as well. So, uh, good good things in Monaco happening, and Dijon will feature again in this week because they are still shit. That was a, a brilliant banker wing, Gordon, after last week, you getting both and John shit for picking odds of one to five, and then you coming in there with a one to seven two shot. To 11 shot. Which is yeah, yeah, and I actually went off one seven, which is worse, so much worse. Yes. You wee hypocrite. <laughs> um, the value I was in the A League again. I just went to Australia for my free picks. Um, Sydney versus Melbourne City. I took the away side, Melbourne City to win at odds of eleven to eight. So very high odds for me. Stupidly high odds for me. It finished one one, and Jamie McLaren missed missed. They were only two sitters, but they missed two chances that Jamie McLaren should score. Any other striker, I'd give them the benefit of the doubt. But Jamie McLaren is... There was a stat that came up during the game that Jamie McLaren's first 80 A-League games brought 22 goals. 
and his 88 league games after that have brought 71. Wow. Quite now, the, granted, quite the turnaround. He, yeah, now granted he came to Britain and played football for a couple of seasons and has went back a more experienced player. But still, still. So I failed on that one. Uh, my value pick, I think I said last week, was my pick of the week, or one that I was certainly most certain of. Lita versus Nagoya. Took Nagoya away from home at even money. Huge odds. And they won 3-0. Really, really comfortable. Really, really easy. Uh, I think John was a big fan of that bet as well. Um, yeah. I believe when, he had when, the Grampus. You know, although, although he wasn't on the podcast last week, he certainly, in text format, said he also really liked Nagoya after I'd... Uh, I'd brought it up. That well, I think, a very comfortable win. I think in the group chat, actually, before your picks had come in, I had sent in saying you were going to take Nagoya and Kawasaki in your picks. I just got them the wrong way around. Yeah. So if Nagoya, that was, Nagoya, that was so comfortable. If Nagoya still even money for Nagoya Grampus. No, they conceded one in opening day. I think it was uh, Sagan Tosu were the team that had never conceded a goal. Yeah. <laughs> We're keeping it really, really tight. J-League game's going on just now. We're recording this podcast on Wednesday at lunchtime. Um, so there's J-League games going on just now. Kawasaki have just taken the lead again, um, which is nice to see. But I'll check up on Nagoya's score just now and see if they've got yet another clean sheet. But hey, ba- banker and value in for me. and I'm, I'm going to do, the, do this after every pick. <laughs> I, uh, my value did not come in uh, rather disappointingly after an early lead as well this was Paris FC versus Troye uh, Paris FC went up 1-0 after 3 minutes then conceded after 36 then they got a man sent off both teams got a man sent off for a fight between the two of them and actually Paris FC have a guy called Mustafa Name. it's like N-A-M-E is his second name and it looks like he's put like they've just they didn't know who got sent off they were like hey, we'll just put M name in there. Um, (laughs) They've got, they get, they get a man each sent off. And then the second half, neither team did anything of note. So disappointing there, but especially disappointing in early lead Paris. I like F's quite, Paris FC quite like doing that, but they generally don't give up. Yeah. I I was a wee bit surprised as well, Gordo. So Mm -hmm. I'm I'm with you in that, Gordo. I, I trust you in France, the same way that people should trust me in Australia where I went to form an outsider. Um, Newcastle Jets versus Melbourne Victory. Uh, the away side actually ended up being 41, I think, Andy, you got on your one. But I think it was 10 to 3 Four in to one. places. Um, to be fair, this was like a, a toss of a coin, which is why I went with it, because it's the two worst teams in the league that I've ever... like. The two worst teams positionally, and of the games I've watched, they're the two least talented teams with the worst squad going. So to me, to have any of them priced as high as 10 to 3, 4 to 1 made no sense because they were both terrible teams so I just didn't agree with um, Jets being priced so, like Jets were priced at eight, uh, 9 to 10 I think it was before kickoff. they were never like a good value favourite, that was never happening, so I was very happy to take that, um, it was a late, late victory 2-1 to Melbourne victory but I woke up to an outsider that had a tenor on so I was quite happy Goal's a goal, and an outsider getting in at any point is good, despite my previous <laughs> uh, my, my previous doubt that that would come in. No, but you, you didn't result. really, though. You just you pointed out they were both shite. Yeah, they were fucking... But, hey, you're on the right side of it. Win's a win. 
my outsider, I also took for similar reasons. You were just getting far too high a price on Norgeland, the way it renders uh, odds of three to one for the team that's in form in the Danish Superliga. Uh, and Norgeland went ahead and won at three to one. Uh, they won the game four three. They led two nil. They led three one. They led four two. A two goal cushion for a lot of the game. Uh, and Randers kept pegging them back just to the one goal, but they they saw it out. Um, very very happy with what New Zealand have done. That's me taking them as the outsider twice in two weeks, and them having won both times at odds of three to one or higher. So they are <laughs> they are raking money in for me and and the listeners that that follow Norgeland in the outsider tips. Yeah, was excellent. and uh, that's me banker value and outsider. Uh, well, I was not so lucky in the outsider spot. Actually, what, a lucky. Why are you lucky? How, <laughs> da- how dare you disparage John and I's picks? Lucky. There was no luck involved in neither in both of Andy or John's picks. I just didn't have any luck in getting my outsider in. <laughs> this was Longs versus Lorient. I had taken this game as a draw. Longs ran out 4-1 winners. It was a draw for 29 minutes of the game. <laughs> <laughs> um, then uh, Longs pegged them back at halftime. Uh, they've got a goal before halftime. Lorient actually had more of the ball, interestingly, in a game that they lost 4-1, which is, uh, it's, is slightly disappointing if you're them. 62% possession, you lose 4-1. Um, yeah, they had, they had similar goal attempts and similar shots on goal. Lens just got more in the net. Um, disappointed there. 5-2 was the, was the outsider price. And it's, it's even more disappointing in an outsider where you two both get theirs in. Because I'd consider that probably my strongest part of the podcast is picking outsiders. I like outsiders better than any other pick. So couldn't join the party this week, which meant Andy's mega Trixie did not land. But, it returned uh, well with, with, obviously, a Trixie. I only need two out of the three for a decent profit because we're picking things at high odds. But if the third one had come in, woof, that was yeah. mega. That was that was big big odds, but uh, uh, sorry, big big odds if it came in, but not not to be this week for me. And on our charity treble, obviously charity treble kind of became two games only to monitor because um, Gordon and I had taken an accumulation in the Derby versus Norwich match. My contribution to that was Norwich to win away at four to five, which they did one 0 But Gordon, why do you hate charity so much? Let's do my next. So that's like one in, like like two's me. Kawasaki Frontale, who I'm actually wearing the shirt of today because they're 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 in play just now um, and winning in play, which is nice. I took them to win a hard game. Um, and when I say hard game, there's no real hard games for Kawasaki. And that was sort of the point I made last week. But in terms of, of standard, Tokyo are one of the better teams in the league and they're a good team at home. So they were away at Tokyo. Gods of 8 to 11 away um, for Kawasaki. And they went and won the game comfortably 4-2. Uh, so there's my charity leg in. And that was banker, value, outsider and charity for me. A four out of four week, a perfect game. That more of that, please, Andy. More of and obviously that. another charity uh, treble dependent on Gordo. So how'd that go on? Um, I took over one point five goals in the uh, Norwich versus Derby game. Mm. As John said, Norwich won one nil. Being up one nil <laughs> after twenty one minutes, you like to think that you're going to get another goal in a game with a team that had just put seven past uh, Peterborough last week. Um, they could not, despite having the lion's share of shots overall. Um, yeah, even both teams, like combining overall in this game, there's 24 shots on target, uh, 24 shots overall, seven on target, shots off goal, they had 10 total, like, and, and nothing went in the net. I didn't even need 
like Norwich specifically for this. They could have conceded. No, no, well, we did. I didn't. Um, Over 1.5, I was dead happy with, and and it was shite. So, again, unfortunately, I have do this a lot, and I've tried really hard in the charity because I went really low odds this time as well, like to try and find something in there. I'll have to get to one to seven shots soon and start contributing almost. Well, nothing is better than negative, isn't it? What what you need to do is start finding games that are likely to be postponed. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah, I should be looking for weather events. Get that, That's what I'm get looking that, for. Get that void in there and leave me and John with a double. Aye. Uh, but overall, it was a, it was well, it was certainly a cracking week for me, and I think overall in the podcast, it was a really good week. There's a well. lot of green on what all I'm the bank, all the bankers in. Um, my values was was a solid shout. Two outsiders at three to one plus, um, and a couple of legs in the charity. You know, you can't argue with that. Um, just before we move on to this week's picks, though, uh, a, a wee update from Japan. Nagoya are currently beating Hiroshima one nil, so they haven't conceded again. Um, this is their 10th game. They've only conceded one goal and it was in the very first game of the season and it was an own goal. So no opposition player has scored against Nagoya this year. Which do is you, mental. Do you, do you think that'll be the biggest price that uh, Kawasaki get this year? Do you think that'll be if they, when they play against Nagoya the, away from home? Against Nagoya Grampus, probably. The 29th of April, I just checked. I was curious so when that fixture happens. The Von Darby. I'll still be... Do you know what? What wins out of you know a smashing attack or a rock solid defence? I think I'd, I'd have to take the attack. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I, we'll see. I watched the I watched the highlights in Norwich game just to see what it was like, Gordo. But the uh, only thing that stood out for me and that I've just realised is see Derby when they eventually sack Wayne Rooney or Wayne Rooney moves on. Mm-hmm. Derby desperately need to appoint a shite coach that nobody's heard of because I've just like noticed like a pattern see because it's when Frank Lampard Philip Koku Wayne Rooney Derby are never just called Derby anymore it's Frank Lampard's Derby Wayne Rooney's Derby they kept saying Wayne Rooney's Derby side I was like just we don't do that with every team you didn't go yeah. Daniel Farker's Norwich I, I have a slip of paper in my in my desk I'd have to root through it right from it was written in a casino at like five in the morning years and years and years ago with a mate of mine that gave me odds of 500,000 to one that I would one day manage at least one competitive game as the manager of Derby County and I put a quid <laughs> on it it's possibly the strangest prop bet I've ever made in my life but I saw it as worth a pound but it has to be a competitive match it has to be Derby County <laughs> So you've got, I mean, time to get the application in, really, because he's on his way out, really, at some point, because they've been they've been garbage. What I was, what I was hoping for was they might get into like real trouble uh, financially, and I could just pay them three hundred grand to, to to be the manager for one <laughs> day. Yeah. I'll take my two hundred grand. They, they can have the three hundred, cover the wages. It'll be all good. <laughs> or, or Andy, like, providing my coaching career goes properly. I'll just constantly be on the lookout as I progress. Even when I'm obviously going to be Arsenal manager, I'll take the step down to Derby. I'll have an illness. I need to bring in my assistant to take over for a game. And just one game. That's all I need. Do you know what? See, see his illness that he's, he's referencing. Do you realise that'll just be like 
an old firm game get moved back to Saturday. And he's like, I'm really sorry, I can't, I can't be in today. And he'll just ship you in for your game. He's up and you're up. Move on to this week's pick, Saturday the 17th of April 2021. I am starting with my banker in the Australian A-League. It is Western United versus Central Coast Mariners. I'm going for a goal in the second half at 2-9, to nine, which is high odds for me. Um, both teams average a goal a second half. So there has been games where there's been no goals in the second half, but they average over a goal a second half. We're getting to the point in the A-League whereby the playoff positions are kind of decided. Central Coaster try to hang on for the title, they'll be keen to go and bury, bury this game. I, I just really fancy it. Western United have been the most exciting team in a couple of games I've watched going forward. So the the couple of games where they've not scored in the second half does not represent the way they play. They constantly attack Efru Barisha and Diamante. It's fucking glorious to watch them. Um, Central Coast Mariners have been trying to have been having to score a lot of second half goals recently because they've not been performing in the first half. This is a sure thing and at two to nine it actually really caught my eye because I was like, oh, it beats the usual one to five that I send in. <laughs> my my bankers in Japan obviously is a is a bigger price than normal on Kabazaki Frontail at home on Sunday at six AM UK time where they play Hiroshima. So Kawasaki obviously hammered Tokyo uh, 4-2. They've now won their last four matches in a row by a combined score of 12 goals to two. Um, Top of the J-League with 28 points from 10 games. That's nine wins and just the one draw. They are currently in play just now, so not included in those stats. Uh, They're currently in play in beating Avispa Fukuoka 2-1 at home. Um, I'm I'm hoping they go on and win that game, and I could could say they've now won their last five matches in a row. Um, Their opponents, Hiroshima, are in sixth place. 16 points from nine games, which is why you're getting such a big price on Kawasaki here, because Hiroshima are no mugs. Uh, they've managed eight points from four away games so far this season, so they're actually unbeaten on the road, two wins and two draws. Although Hiroshima's last outing was not good. They lost 1-0 at home to Shonen. And if you look at the form table, they've taken 10 points from their last five games. But obviously, that doesn't include their strength of schedule, which has actually been pretty damn weak. Um, they've beaten Yokohama FC in there, who have one point for the entire season. Like everyone is beating them. Uh, they beat Oita in in that spell. They only have five points for the season. They're not good at all. Um, so Kawasaki should have more than enough to win here, and I think the odds are big because of Hiroshima's recent form, which just includes games against poor teams. Four nine. And Hiroshima currently losing one 0 to Nagoya. To Nagoya Grampus, yeah. From the Grampas to Gazantep, I am in Turkey for my banker this week. And I bring you an interesting fact before I talk about the actual game. Gazantep have played 25 games at home on flash score in the last 25 games. How many have they lost? Two. Three. Two. One. Oh. They played 25 games at home. They've won 15 of them. They've drawn nine. They've lost one. And that one was to Fenerbahce. They face off against someone who I avidly dislike in the Turkish League, as they mugged me off a few weeks ago. This is Kasim Passa. Passa. Um, Gazantep are sixth in the table. They've done quite well this season. They're, 
they're never going to be challenging up with Trabzonza Sport or Galatasaray or Fenerbahce or that. But, you know, they're, they're in a solid fifth position there. They go to Kasimpasa, who are three points above the relegation zone um, in a, a rather congested three-man tie for 13th, 14th and 15th. Um, they're currently on goal difference in 15th position. That, uh, I'm going to take the double chance in this in this match. Gazantep have all of their points at home. This is where they get their, their points. They're, they're pretty much a lock-in here. Losing to Galatasaray. See, even if you look at the game in which they lost it, it they, they threw everything at them in there. They were down 2-0 and they got a late goal to come back into the game. But they, they, they hate anything other than a win or a draw at home. And, and and that's why I'd like to take them for that position this week. So if you'd like to to join me in the double chance, you can get 4-11 to 11 for them, which I think is quite a big price yeah. for considering that they, mm. they, they don't often lose games at home. You know, one one in 25, or 25 to 1 is, uh, is, is the odds on them losing a game at, at home in their last 25 anyway. Um, Kasim Passa's results have been okay recently. They've been drawing a lot of games. I was tempted to take Gazantep at five to four in the bank in the value spot, but think that four to eleven probably presents more value considering they've drawn nine of the last um, that, that, in that twenty-five game spell. So, Gazantep double chance versus Kasim Passa. That's the one X market four to eleven. That's quite good. That. Yeah, I'm a fan as well, um, and a treble on the three of those results returns one point four to one, which is which is pretty good for three bankers. Yep, I like it. For my value, I am in Belgium. Um, it's the last fixture of the normal calendar, so the thirty fourth game of the season it is Jack Henry's Ustend versus David Bates Hertha Bruges. I'm taking the home side Ustend. Um, they won the reverse fixture one 0 Herka Bruges did knock them out of the cup the following meeting. However, Herka Bruges, as per results on Monday night, are safe from relegation. So they have nothing to play for. Ustend, however, still have a chance of finishing in the Champions League spot with a win. It is solely because of that and Ustend's form in general for this season has been fucking amazing. They're 5-6, to six, almost even money against the team that are third bottom. As I said, just surviving from relegation. It's... Hercule Bruges' form has been really good when you look at it. They've only lost two games under their new management to Ghent and Genk. However, I just feel it's a it's almost a case of down tools. We've achieved what we had to. It's over. Um, so I, I really fancy Ustend. Just the motivation of Champions League football will be enough at home at five to six. Yeah, fine. Thanks. My value pick is in Germany, uh, Sunday again, this time at 2pm UK time, M&M, in the Dritte Liga, so that's the third division German football. Vein versus Unterhaching, and I'm going to take Vein for a home win at odds of just under evens as well, John. This one's 6-7. to seven. So Vein are sixth placed in a 20-team league. Um, they're a solid, good team. And they're playing 20th place, so bottom of the league, Unterhaching, who have only gained eight points in the road all season. So from 15 matches played, just the eight points. Vane are one of the better performing home teams in the league as well. They're solid at home, 26 points from 16 games. I'm surprised you're getting anywhere close to even money on Vane here. Um, and, and that's pretty much all I have to say about this game. I really don't like the fact that they somehow beat top of the league Dresden in the last game. I know it was at home, but I don't know where the fuck that result came from. No, and it's probably one of the reasons you're getting such a decent price, yeah. which is fine, and I'll take that. That's okay. If they had to, if they had to 
you know, win a win a big high profile game recently in order to boost the odds of a being home win. Great. Okay, I'm, I'm happy with that. I'll take us to France this week for a team that I have mentioned before. And if if we do it in the the manner that John introduced his value pick, this is Malabalde's Dijon versus Casper um, Dolberg's Nice. Um, so. I've mentioned how bad Dijon are. You know, they're 15 games without a win now. They're playing against a Nice team who were shit to start with this, uh, this season. But their run in the last four games has shown some real promise in there. Um, they beat Nantes 2-1 away from home. They beat Marseille 3-0 at home. They drew with Lorient and they drew with Reims. So they're picking up points. Dijon are in a total keel spin. And I'm going to keep backing them until they rectify it. They won't. I don't think they will rectify it. I think they'll just end up getting relegated. They'll probably pick up a winner that before the end of the season. Um, nice present value in this spot because you can get them at four to five. Four to five for a team. If you look at the standings overall, Nice are in ninth, 43 points with 32 games played. Dijon are in rock bottom 20th, 32 games played, 15 points. They've scored 20 goals and conceded 56. You don't stay in a league if you're conceding double the amount of goals that you're scoring. Uh, so they will join me in, in the French League 2, which I look forward to talking about them next uh, next year in. However, this will be another nail in their coffin and I see Nice being the hammer. Yeah, this, this, is, the, this is the bet of the week because the teams that you've mentioned there, as they've beat teams that have directly beat Dijon in the last four or five games as well. Everyone's beat Dijon. It's not, a, it's not a, it, everyone just, it's like, Dijon would be as well just getting themselves relegated now and awarding everyone a win for the rest of the season because they're 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 dreadful and the, the way they play football is dreadful. So four to five. Yeah, I'm a fan of that. My outsider is in the English Championship, and this is very much similar to my reasoning last week, but I need to flip it. So it's not because these two teams are shite. It's because I believe these two teams are equally good just now. And it's Norwich at home at Bournemouth. And Bournemouth, their away side, are 16-5. to Bournemouth won again last night, 2-1 away. Jack Wilshire looks like he's got himself back to fitness. So him and Lamar are probably the two best centre midfielders in that league by some distance. They're Premier League quality midfielders that should be and will be playing in that division again. Um, I really like the fact Jack Wilshire seems to be just going about his business as well. Like he seems to be hitting really good form at Bournemouth and actually playing regularly, which is really nice to see as a fucking Arsenal fan. I really hope he gets back. But I've watched them. The lot of they've really got themselves going now. I know Norwich won seven 0 two games ago and then one away at Derby when we backed them and God will fuck that up. However, Bournemouth sixteen to five. They won the reverse fixture one 0 earlier on in the season. I really do not understand Bournemouth being so high. Uh, such a high price and I also think from being a Scotland fan I think Dominic Solanke is the type of player that can really fucking cause Grant Hanley a problem like he's a big strong fast athletic footballer who's been getting goals recently I really worry about the way Norwich kind of play quite openly and leaving him anywhere near one-on-one with him this isn't a 16-5 bet so I'm happy to go with Bournemouth on this one at 66 more than 41 for two people that are challenging to go up I know Norwich are running away with the league, but Bournemouth's form's been really impressive recently. Um, Big Solanke was interesting because he he was a, he was a Liverpool academy player and, and came through there and did a, did a lot. And he was he always looked so so good at those lower age groups, like he looked incredible. And then he, they tried to play with the first team, it didn't work. 
So I'm glad that he's found form. So like, what two of the things that stood out for me, so Bournemouth beating Blackburn 2-0 away from home when Norwich drew one each there three weeks ago. Um, and then the following week, Bournemouth went and won 2-0 there. Very similar sides, um, the three of them, the way they play football. I just think 16-5 is ridiculous. So I'm happy to take the, the punt on Bournemouth getting a result in this. I think it'll be a tight game, but I, I actually do think Bournemouth can win this. Um, really, really fancy them. I actually fancy them with the, both teams to score as well. I think it'll be 2-1 to Bournemouth. Well, that'll be big. Yeah. That'll be a big price. So, so I'm taking Bournemouth. My cider Sunday at 1pm in the Danish Superliga. I am not backing Norwegian to win. I'm instead, <laughs> uh, Onze versus Sonder Yiska. Two teams in the relegation group of the Superliga. So we've had to let this is the, this is the bottom six. Uh, but I'd imagine both of these teams are, are already same relegation. They're going to be fine. They occupy eighth and ninth places in the table. They're only separated by one point after 24 matches. Form-wise, both incredibly similar. They're both having a bit of a tough time. Onze with four, Sondra Yiska with three points in their last five matches. Onze have taken 16 points at home this season. Sondra Yiska 11 points away from home. But it all looks pretty similar across the board for these two teams. You then look at the head record, which is incredible. In the last 10 games, they played each other, so, and they play each other regularly. So this is a very recent 10 games, going back to 2018. They have both won the fixture once, and there has been eight draws. The last four matches in a row, have ended exactly one each. Five of the last six meetings between the teams have ended one each. They just draw one each. So... I'm going to take a draw in this match. The odds are getting a nice 12-5 and a half to one um, for something that's happened eight times the last ten times. I mean, you can have a look at the correct score, one each, but just for the outsider, draw 12-5. Odense versus Sonder Yiska. Yeah, you, you broke up like, a wee bit there, Andy, now and yeah. again, but, but I cannot agree more with this pick. This is two teams that are incapable of winning. So this is this has got draw written all over it. And God though, it's very much leading me on to your pick because I feel the exact same way. Yes. So he actually the fact that you mentioned my pick means that I don't get to have a really good intro about I'm moving from mustard to ham because I'm into Parma. <laughs> um, this was so I'm looking at uh, Cagliari versus Parma uh, in this weekend's games. Two teams that are absolutely miserable in form. Uh, if you if you look at them overall, uh, last five games, Parma have taken five points, uh, scoring nine, conceding ten. Uh, Cagliari have taken four, uh, have taken one point. They've scored four and conceded ten as well. However, they will have the home advantage in playing this game. Now, um, Cagliari have lost four of the last five games uh, and drawn one of them. They've lost to varying levels of teams in this. They lost one 0 to Inter. There's no harm in that, but they were backs against the wall for the entire game. Uh, they lost 2-0 to Verona. They lost 2-1 to Spezia. They lost 3-1 to Juventus. And uh, they got two each draw with Sampdoria there. Parma have drawn three of their last five away games, 2-2, 3-3 and 2-2. The last two meetings of these teams, so home for each team, have led to a draw. There was a 0-0 draw and a two-each draw. I think this game shades towards a draw again. I think that's the best that um, Cagliari can hope for out of this game. I think they want to get something on the board and then they've got a slightly easier run of fixtures coming where they play teams a little bit like Benevento, um, who have been surprising of recently and taken. They, they beat Juventus 1-0 at 16-1. So I don't know if anyone was on that from, from last year's Sierra B top team. But um, 
Yeah, I- I'm going to take a draw in this, five to two. I like both the draws. I like I like that double um, as a bet. I think I think I could even throw in see Bournemouth. I still want to stand with Bournemouth as being my outsider, but mm-hmm. I think the three of those games being a draw is a really good is, is also a really good bet. Um, mm-hmm. I still I'm still sticking with Bournemouth to win, but I think if people are maybe unsure of it, I don't see Bournemouth getting beat at all in that game. I think those and those two picks are just excellent. I, both teams look shiny, like so bad. Oh, drought, like absolute drivel as well, and and it's total fucking Sierra B fodder as well. Because like, if you can get relegated, then that's your whole season, isn't it? Yeah. Just spending spending all the season drawing with each other, equally ending on thirty three points. <laughs> no, I like it. I like it. Uh, move on to the charity. Um, Ten pound treble or money wins goes to Beatsland Cancer Trust. I'm in the A League. It's Sydney FC versus Adelaide. I am going for the shorter odds of three to five, both teams to score. Um, I had noted that Adelaide had had this happen in eight of the last 10 A-League matches, but they won 3-1 today, so we can make that nine out of 11. Um, Adelaide are a team that attack. Um, They're quite a young team, very expansive. Sydney have been in really good form recently. Sydney will definitely score. It's just whether or not Adelaide can. I think Adelaide have got enough to have a go at them and they'll catch them on the counter. I think Sydney will win, but I'm only interested in both teams to score. Both teams to score. Shite odds, 3-5, but I want to get this charity in. Coming in, John, what's Andy's charity this week since his broadband's poor? So so Andy's charity is Sunday at 1.30pm. It's a live game on Sky Sports. It is Arsenal at home to Fulham. Um, I would love to be a fan of this pick, but I think it totally depends on, we are recording on Wednesday, on tomorrow night, um, Arsenal, Slavia, Prague. If Arsenal can get through to the, the semi-finals of the Europa League, I can see Arsenal just fucking punting the Premier League away and making sure people are fresh for the Europa League because it's the only chance they have of qualifying for the Champions League. Um, they, they're looking tight to even qualify for Europe. I think Fulham, if Arsenal go through, Fulham would actually have more edge and more to play for. I've watched Fulham quite a lot now because they've just destroyed my fucking point 25 there. points. I was looking uh, at that the other day. <laughs> honestly, man, it was so frustrating. But it's really hard to tell with Arsenal. Um, for the second half against Slavia Prague if I take that as just an example they were fucking excellent they've been excellent away they've been excellent away at Leicester but it just seems to be putting everything together Tierney's a huge miss for me Tierney's huge man I mean, Andy, what Andy was saying was that if he's messaged us, obviously, with this, that is the, the three games they've played together in the recent years have resulted in Arsenal winning 5-1, 4-1, and 3-0. Comfortable. Yeah, so, and and, and I, I mean, none of us rate Fulham at all. So, I mean, I, I do like this pick, but it's the same way that a couple of weeks ago when you were talking about Arsenal playing Liverpool, I can see Arsenal winning games. They just don't always do it. It's the same with Liverpool. There's no consistency to go on as you said. So, I mean, I'd, I'd be happy taking that as a the charity anyway in this spot. So It's just, it's yeah. just a, if I look at Fulham, right, if you take away the, the Aston Villa 3-1 vict, uh, defeat in the last game, they won away at Liverpool, they drew away at Crystal Palace, drew away at Burnley, won away to Everton, drew away at West Brom, drew away at Brighton, drew away to Tottenham, beat QPR, drew away at Newcastle, lost narrowly to Man City, beat Leicester away. They're a very, very annoying side. Um, I honestly just like worry that Arsenal. I think it really depends on Thursday. If Arsenal get knocked out with Slavia Prague, they need to hit form again for this run in. If they beat Slavia Prague, I honestly could look at Arsenal and see them kind of fucking just binning it and just focusing on that. They're ninth in the league now, Arsenal. 
Like you're three games away for Champions League football, you're nine games away for Europa League football. That's that's pretty grim, isn't it? Um, so I think Thursday night will depend what it takes out of Arsenal because there's still a possibility yeah. that could also go to extra time. I mean, I'm always up Sorry. for a, a slightly ropey charity pick. Like, it, it it's not does. ropey. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 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 I'm happy to take it anyway. My, um, my charity pick to, to round off the charity treble, hopefully, is Real Madrid away at Hitapi. Now, Real Madrid have hit burning form of recent... Uh, they're they're now che- they've, they've, they've cut the gap down on Atletico Madrid. Um, they're beating everyone that shows up against them. You know, they're la- I'll take you through the last five games. Right, they beat Barca two one. They beat Liverpool three one. They beat Ibar two 0 They beat Celta Vigo three one. They beat Atalanta three one. Hitafi have nothing that Real Madrid don't know how to beat. Look at Hitafi's last five games. They lost one 0 to Cadiz. They that 0 0 draw with uh, Osasuna. They drew one each with Elche. They drew 0-0 with a poor Atletico Madrid of recent and lost 2-1 to via the lead. You're getting Real Madrid because they're playing Liverpool in the Champions League this week at 2-3. And I yeah. think that's a big price for a team to beat someone as poor as Hitafi. And we laughed at Hitafi's um, scoring run against Atletico Madrid. Now, it's not as bad against Real, but they've not scored in six games against Real Madrid either. Real Madrid have won five of those games. Um, for me, I, I don't watch NFL, right? But I, mm-hmm. I listen to Bill Burr, so I'm aware of the same cycles that happen, right? He mm-hmm. always talks about people writing off Tom Brady during the regular season mm-hmm. and how when it comes to playoff time and when the, when the trophy's up for grabs, Tom Brady just hits form. Uh-huh. Zinedine Zidane is the Tom Brady of football managers. Yes. He he just, he knows that fucking, just... Nobody watches Real Madrid and, go and talks about Zinedine Zidane the way they do Klopp, the way they do Pep. But fucking hell, man. He is very likely going to win his fourth Champions League in his fifth managerial season. This is fucking ridiculous. Is that the game that he played against Liverpool? And admittedly, Liverpool are not in great shakes yeah. at the moment. But the the football they were playing in that game, some players that I think are shit, right? Yes. Is incredible. Like Vinicius, I've seen Vinicius, him do Lucas Vasquez, Rodrigo. Yeah. I'm like, who are these kids? Yeah, who are these? These are players that I could conceivably see playing with leads, right? <laughs> you, if you told me that any of those players played with leads, I'd be like, oh, I, I, that's cool. Um, uh, they demolished us and they made us look bad. They'll make Hitafi look worse. And uh, I like getting them at, at two to three. Yeah. So. It, they just look like they're just a machine now and I think it's just Zinedine Zidane must be the best man motivator um, going because he just seems to get everything out of, of the players this is the same way with Sergio Ramos now yeah Sergio Ramos is still injured I mean I think he might be back at the I weekend back for, I think he's back for tonight right. was I what I'd seen so um, yeah I really like this I don't understand the odds um, obviously Real Madrid could have an arse collapse tonight but I, I just See the way that Liverpool overturned two seasons ago against Barcelona? I don't mm-hmm. see that same frailty. And as anything on the side, I don't see it happening. Um, I mean, obviously, I'd like to see us go out yeah. and do something good tonight. But um, I, I, I think it's probably going to end up with us winning, but not going through. Would, so, would, would be my... Yeah. Um, so the charity treble is Real Madrid. Andy is taking... Arsenal, home to Fulham. Arsenal. And I... I'm taking both teams to score in Sydney versus Adelaide. So okay. that'll get us, that'll definitely get us higher than last week anyway. So it'll be about 40, 44, 45 quid mark. 
Can I mention one other spicy pick really quickly? Go for this it. This is uh, in the Alsvenskan's the back. The Swedish Super League has returned and, and my boys in Degger 4s are up a league. Uh, they went out and lost 2-0 to AIK Stockholm last uh, last week, which is uh, isn't great. But they're playing at home to Kalmar, who survived the Swedish relegation playoff to still be in this league. So they, they basically had to play Dunfermline. And then stay in the in the top division. Tavella are always in playoffs. They're, they're my go-to team for descriptions of this. Degerfors are a better team than Kalmar in my eyes, and you'll get them at five to four at home. So yeah. So Jan Regensburg, that's tonight at five thirty. That is uh, one of the patrons has put that on. That's the Patreon benefits in there. Excellent, excellent. And that Patreon is available at five pound fifty a month. Um, TrampleBet, uh, patreon.com forward slash TrampleBet. If you want to join, help support us with any of our hosting costs, um, Andy's new broadband that he needs desperately. Hamster <laughs> <laughs> powered broadband. <laughs> you, get, you get early access, you get this video, so you're going to get the raw data of this. People will hear a very slick version of this when Gary's had his hands on it, but you will get me going for Gusto Boxes, Andy disappearing. <laughs> I've not had and, any packages during this, but I could. And, the, be- if you and the best part is Andy's cheat sheet because it's what I keep having to refer to every time I'm putting a coupon on, even yeah. though I'm part of the podcast. So that was the podcast. Have a good weekend. Happening. Bye. The Tramplebet Podcast is produced by John Walker and Gary Black, part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Find the next show you'll love at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.